Good morning, welcome back to Nach Yomi. Today we plunge straight into the 13th parak of Sefer Shoftim. We leave behind Yiftach, we leave behind the minor Shoftim who followed him, and now we enter into the next stage. This is going to be the last, the last stage of this sequence, which is really Shimshon, a dark and cloudy era for Israel. But this parak is dedicated to the birth of Shimshon. Very fascinating parak. This is, this is in fact the Haftorah of Parshas Nasai, which still relates to the Nazirus aspects of um, this parak. So here we go. This is actually not, not so much to do with Shimshon, but rather his parents. His parents' names are Monoach and Eshes Monoach. Interestingly enough, his mother does not have a name in Tanakh explicitly. Um, the 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 parak starts off by saying that Israel unfortunately cycles triggered again. They revert back to sinning. They are sold into the hands of the the plishtim, a, a seafaring people who land on the coast of the Gaza area, around um, where we have today Gaza, um, and um, they they take control of Israel for forty years. That's a pretty long ensla- enslavement to another nation, pretty much longer than anything else we've seen up till now. It's within this context that um, this the, this lady Ashes Manoach is you know. Is, 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 is barren, that means to say that, this, so that the two of them cannot have children together. She's taking a walk, and suddenly a, an angel appears to her, and, say, and the angel tells, to, tells her, you're, you're barren, you don't have a child, you're going to, you're going to conceive and have a child. Um, but he has a few, there's a few preconditions to this, to this child. Number one, is be careful not to drink any alcoholic beverages. Number two, don't eat anything which is impure. Um, because you're going to have a very a special child. Don't don't shave his hair when he's born, and um, you know that he is going from the from the moment he's born, he's going to start saving Israel from the Philistines. Wow, what a quite a quite an incredible prophecy. She goes straight back to her husband. She says, "This Ish Elokim, this man of God, came to me. Uh, came to me. He looked like an angel. You know, very very powerful, very fearsome. I didn't ask him his name. He didn't tell me what his name was." And he told me I'm going to have a child and I should not drink wine or alcoholic beverages and not to eat anything which is impure because he's going to be a nazir. So she reports the message, or at least partially. She doesn't mention all the details to her husband. Um, and so Menach now suddenly starts praying. It's interesting, the same lotion of praying, it's the same lotion of praying that Yitzhak does for praying to Hashem, but Yitzhak was praying for a child. Menach is now praying to see, this, to see who this Ishelokim is. So he says, please Hashem, send back this Malach. Interestingly enough, it sounds like he doesn't fully trust or he wants to experience himself, this angel. And to tell us what to do with this child, because it sounds like she's left out what's going to be in his lifetime. She talks about the pregnancy to him, but she doesn't talk about what's going to be um, in his lifetime. So Hashem listens. And while the, his wife is in the field, and her husband's not with her, the angel reappears to her. So she runs back to the house, and Manach runs back after her. Uh, you know, he runs after his wife, and he, he comes over to the angel, and he says, are you the, the person, the being that appeared to my wife? And he says, I am. He says, well, tell us, what about this child? So the angel said, well, everything I told your wife is what's going to be with this child. You know, she shouldn't drink any, any, any alcoholic beverages, and she shouldn't become tame. She shouldn't eat anything impure, as I told her. So Manach is kind of getting the same message she, she told. Um, it's sort of, you know, it's almost like we're belittling him here. Um, and Manach says, look, you know, how about this? Let's, let's make a sacrifice to you. So the, um, it sounds like he wants to know, this is, is this a malach? Is this a prophet? He's not sure. So the angel, this, the angel says to him, don't, don't, stop. I, I, I don't, don't stop me. I can't eat your bread. If you make an oil, it has to be a, a, has to be a Hashem. So then Manach persists and he says, well, what's your name? So the, the, we want to honor you. And the angel says, well, you can't ask my name. It's Peli. Interesting response. Um, Manach then takes, t- takes uh, this goat and he brings it as a mincha in front of the angel. 
and um, and as this happens, a uh, the, the as the flame is consuming this meat, this malach dives into the fa- flame and sort of d- disapparates into the heavens, and uh, they're both extremely ter- terrified. And um, the malach never reappears, and he says to his wife, "We're going to definitely die after seeing that." She says, "Look, it doesn't make so much sense that Hashem would kill us after going to this great lengths to give us his prophecy, and to also uh, um, and, and telling telling us this this particular piece of news." So um, just then, um, after following this incident, she does conceive; she has a child, and. Um, as he grows up, Hashem blesses him. And the past pasuk of the parak is Vatochel Ruach Hashem Lefamo Belebemachane Don Ben Soro Ben Eshtoal. He is um, he, the the spirit of God starts to beat in him like a bell. In, um, through the Machane Dun, through the camp of Dun, which is the tribe is from. A lot of things to think about in this parak, really, like a lot of strange things over here. Number one is there seems to be this dramatic irony because, you know, the prime player, the protagonist of this um, particular parak is clearly Aishas Manoach, the wife of Manoach, but she's the one who doesn't have the name. It's interesting, she's the character running everything, but he is the, he, he's the subsidiary, but he is the one who has the name. There's almost like a satirical twist over here about who's wielding the power. We have to think about to ourselves, why is it that she wields the power, why does is he not in this particular um, case over here? So there's a few things which give us uh, a pause. First of all, when she comes back to, to tell him what it, what, what it is the angel said, there were four things the angel told her, she only tells him two. Now he, uh, the, he, She is told four things. Number one is number one and two are that in pregnancy, don't drink alcohol, don't, be, don't eat, eat and buy anything which is, which is impure. But after he's born, don't, don't shave his hair. And, um, and um, also he's going to be the savior of Israel. She leaves out those last two details. Why does she leave out these last two details? So fascinatingly enough, Nili Samet has, has an interesting shiur on this. And she argues that what's going on over here is that she's trying to protect her husband. She realizes that he's being belittled by not having the nevuah himself. And so she tries to give him only information which relates to her pregnancy. Because drinking um, alcoholic beverages and the pregnancy uh, and the tumor are related to specifically to the things, the precautions she needs to take, which would make it seem to her, to the husband, well then at least that's why I wasn't the one who received the nevuah. It wasn't at least, at least a conjoined nevuah. So to protect him from, from that, that embarrassment. But he persists. He says, well, what's going to be with the child? Because those are the details that she left out. So as he persists and he finds this, finds this, this angel, he, you know, he sends a barrage of questions at this angel. It's interesting. She specifically says, I didn't ask his name. I didn't ask where he's from. But he's asked, where are you from? Oh, you know, what's your name? Or what can we do for you? It's interesting that he gives less space in listening than she does, which might be the reason why she was chosen. She is willing to sort of absorb, to listen, to, uh, to re- re- reflect on the experience, whereas he's already judging and asking and prescribing and defining. Um, which is a very different experience to, um, uh, in terms of the way they relate to this angel. Um, it is interesting that the angel gives his name, which means Peli. Peli, might, is, it, it does actually mean the word hidden. Um, and so it could be that she's, uh, what it means to say is the angel saying, well, it's hidden, you can't understand who I am. Um, but the, 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 the other Mephoshim um, who say, let's say the Malbim, says that the word Peli comes to the word Ish Kiyafli Lindor Neder Nazir Hashem. That when a person makes the Neder of Nazirus, it's in the words of Pelia, articulation. So maybe the angel's description is articulation. Um, the Arizal says that actually the fact that this was, this was miraculous, that she, who was a, a barren woman, had the physical capability of having a child, is a pele, is a miracle. So that's also, I meaning his service, the service of this angel was related to the, his, tar, his, his actual um, mission. 
when we go when we go towards the end of the parak, it's interesting that we're we're told that as this child grows up, as this Shimshon grows up, his he, we're going to, his spirit starts to you know cl- clang in him like a bell. What does it mean? Vatachal ruach Hashem That his spirit is is you know um, ringing in front of him. So some of the Farshim take the positive attitude, like the Radak and the Ralbag, is that you know that 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 would strengthen him. It would ring in front of him like this nevuah, and he would sometimes attack, sometimes desist from attacking, as we're going to see. Rashi says it might be negative. It's that it's that it's that Hashem wasn't consistently with him, like the other Shoftim we're going to see. It's really sort of inconsistently with him, and that's why we're going to see he's going to swing backwards and forwards in many ways. We just want to. Cl- I just want to close the question and put it out to the audience just to think about and ponder. Is, is that regular day a Nazir has three restrictions? A Nazir cannot come in contact with the dead, um, cannot shave hair, and cannot drink wine. Those are the three restrictions. Shim- Shimshon's different. This boy over here has restrictions. In, first of all, from the womb. Number one, but also the restrictions are only on alcoholic beverages and shaving. It is not on coming into contact with dead, which actually very is really relevant because Shimshon himself is going to come into contact and create many dead himself. So it's interesting. What kind of nazir is he? How does he differ, and why is that important? We'll hold it here and Emet Hashem continue tomorrow. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.